Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Trundle Bed Tales, episode 140. This is our roving report from Walnut Grove, Minnesota. But wait, I was in Walnut Grove last month. Yes, that's right. It took us this long to get it done. But it's going to be a little bit of a different episode because my friend Kelly is here. She's never been to Walnut Grove before, so she's going to do some reporting too. But before we get to that, let's do just a little housekeeping. As I tell it to go, there we go. And welcome to Trundle Bed Tales, the podcast about Laura Ingalls Wilder, historic foodways, one-room schools, and other social history. This is Sarah Utoff, the host and creator of Trundle Bed Tales. Find us all around the web under Trundle Bed Tales and on your favorite social media platform. Uh, If you listen or just have an account on a podcast system, please leave positive feedback because it helps people be part of the show. And you can call in with questions at 714-242-5253. That's 714-242-5253 or toll free 1-877-633-9389. That's 1-877-633-9389. And in terms of getting things done uh, to report, we don't have any um, other episodes scheduled. We've got people. We don't have dates. But next month, hopefully, we will be able to do a roving report actually from where we say we're roving from, which would be another big improvement. So uh, also the Humanities Iowa has just gotten a big grant from the uh, State Historical Society of Iowa. So if you want to do a program through them, they are taking new um, uh, grant paperwork starting September 1st. And if you want me to come and speak, we also do a virtual version of the program. So I hope that... uh, You will be interested in doing that and that I will get done finishing editing the video that that I did not get uploaded Friday and we'll get it done this Friday. And I think that's all I have. So with that, that should be our housekeeping. Okay. So, Kelly, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kelly Pelzel, uh, and I'm a friend of Sarah's from uh, way back our Usher Fairy, Usher's Fairy days, and um, I've recently had the good fortune to be able to see some of the Laura sites. So, we were glad to have Kelly stop by today because she had never been to Walnut Grove before our trip. So one thing I can't do is go to a home site again, so it's nice to have fresh eyes. Now, uh, we were originally planning this being a day up there and day back kind of trip because it was mostly going to be to see the pageant, but um, we ended up adding a sort of half day and driving up there part-time the day before. Do you think that was a good idea, Kelly? I do, because I'm sure you had told me, but somewhere uh, I had uh, kind of forgotten that uh, the pageant starts uh, pretty late in the evening, so I think it would have been an extremely long day um, to drive up there from Iowa City area, uh, you know, that day. I thought it worked well, too. 
and where we ended up staying was in Albert Lee at the American. And mostly I picked that because I knew we were going to get in after dark and I'd stayed there before and it was right off the main drag. Did we like the American? Yeah, I thought it was good uh, and very convenient. And I thought Albert Lee was a good choice to stop in terms of the drive-in in the morning from there was very reasonable and um, and pretty quick, being a lot of it on 90. And uh, Kelly actually was doing a... Uh, board meeting while we were driving and that worked out all right yes yep as long as you're on 90 things <laughs> generally work out so uh, we got there we got there a little bit before noon on Saturday if someone was coming to do the whole festival do you think that was a decent time to get there or should they try and get there earlier I would say maybe just a tad earlier um, than than noon um, not that there was too much of the uh, festivities going on yet, um, but I did feel like um, we were maybe a little bit rushed um, through the museum. Um, and had we been there earlier in the day, um, maybe we could have broken it up and saw some of the museum and then gone to some of the uh, activities and then come back and finish the, finish the museum which Kelly is being very nice because one of the speakers they had there was Bill Anderson. So I spent way more time talking to Bill than I had assumed when we made the plan. So it, but it worked out pretty well because they, uh, the family festival was uh, um, something they added basically. So there'd be something for people to do on Saturday if they were there waiting for the pageant. Not that there isn't things to do otherwise, but they're all stuff that you kind of have to do a little research to know about. And the family festival, you just have to show up. So uh, I spoke there last year. And um, like they said this year, they had Bill Anderson and Cindy Wilson one weekend. They usually have somebody speaking each weekend. Next uh, year, they're going to be doing... Uh, spending most of their money on doing the cast reunion. I don't know if they'll have speakers the other Saturdays or not. So they moved the family festival this year. They used to always have it in the town park, and I was kind of surprised when we got there, and there was nobody or nothing almost in the park. There were like two dealers. Um, and you hadn't seen it previously, but uh, there were less um, – vendor things and they kind of moved them all around the museum not having seen the other one do you think that was still kind of giving people i'm trying to come up with a good way to ask the question uh there were people we talked to which had differing opinions about whether it should have been in the park or whether it was good to have it where people didn't have to walk so far um did you think there was enough to make it worth looking around? Oh, yeah, I think there was enough for looking around. I could see where the park was also a very nice um, setup and how it would have been, you know, lovely in terms of having the, the speakers up there as well. Um, this gave them a nice opportunity to highlight the work they've been doing on the Masters Hotel. So it made sense to me of kind of why they – they had it there um, to be able to kind of showcase um, what's going on uh, with the uh, restoration. And um, yeah, so I could, I could see both places being uh, really good. It's actually not too far between the two. Um, everyone said the parking was maybe a little bit better up at the park, um, but I, we didn't have a hard time finding a place to park either. So yeah. No, it was a little unexpected, but it was, they kind of had the demonstration type stuff, the leather uh, maker and that kind of thing in uh, a sort of side yard there by the museum. And then they had the more food people right around the master's, um, master's store and hall. So it was, I think it ended up working really well for them, but I, I could see either way. I would be very interested to see what happens in coming years, but I couldn't argue with their main point, which is 
what we basically got from talking to people is they thought people were too lazy to walk or move their cars once they'd gone to the park back to the museum. And um, I have to say that laziness is generally a good thing to count on. So we will have to see if they ended up changing it or not. I think it was interesting to see it set up here. Okay, well, we talked about the schedule some. Uh, they also are really quite often try and get speakers who have books uh, when they're in the actual museum. And then they have signing tables. And that's normally sort of where they have the signing tables in the gift store. It's kind of up near the front. And um, could you think they were obvious to people if you didn't know that was already going on? Uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't real clear. I thought there could have been maybe a little bit more signage. Um, and overall, um, I mean, they had a very nice flyer, um, that had the schedule and other information about, um, things around town and things to do related to Laura and all that. Um, but like a little bit more like, um, like a big blown up schedule, I think. I mean, maybe they have that and I forgot, but like in front of the museum, you know, and uh, yeah, a little bit more signage about the authors, you know, and the books that they were promoting. Yeah, I, I, it's an, it's a nice setup, but they, the gift shop tends to be set up to use sort of all the space they already have. I think maybe if they're planning something like this, it might be a good idea to like move some of the stacks out temporarily or something to kind of create more of an open space. If they would have had much of a line, it looks like it would be really hard to kind of weave a line through there and have anything else going on in the gift store at the same time. And I think you kind of had to know the speakers by sight because, I mean, I knew Bill and I see Bill, so it's like, yay, Bill. But I think there's probably a lot of people who know the name Bill Anderson or William Anderson who don't know what he looks like. So um, I think that probably probably would be something they could work on a little bit. All right. And then that gets us up to... I'm actually I'm going to switch the next two because we already were talking about the gift shop a little bit. Uh, I think that Walnut Grove has one of the best gift shops. I especially like that they have sort of a resale section. So uh, things that are no longer in print or no longer in production, if you're trying to get one, that's sort of where they um, have a supply. And, and the other home sites really don't do that. But having looked around, what did you think of your selection as someone who isn't, you know, like a huge fan who has to, who's a completist like me? My poor, my poor wallet gets so sad <laughs> because I have to have one of, of everything or at least most things. Well, I thought they had a really nice uh, variety of things for people who, right, wanted all of the sets of this and that. Uh, mixed with things that were, you know, pioneer, uh, but not necessarily Laura Ingalls Wilder, um, that was that were available as well. Um, and I thought there was some cool um, kind of periphery stuff too. Like one of the things that I purchased was um, uh, uh, Garth Williams. Uh, Garth. Garth Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Garth Williams. I second guess for a second. Uh, uh golden book um that just had some illustrations that i thought were kind of fun and um yeah and so they had a bunch of his golden books featured there and so i picked one of those up and uh so i mean it's a huge gift shop so they have the room to do um something mm -hmm. like that versus um like baroque where it has to be pretty pretty tight um with what they're featuring yeah independence is um has a building now, but the first time I went, they had a card table. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was pretty sad. Independence is one of the sites I've been to, and I also really liked that gift shop. Um, 
and it is in a building um, and has like multiple rooms um, and has some stuff that's kind of crafty. I thought their like their Christmas ornaments and stuff were really nice. Also, I thought the things they had for kids were really nice there. Um, yeah, we spent way more money in that gift shop than I would have thought we would have. And then I actually called and um, bought some more uh, in the fall too from them. Well, the uh, Independence gift shop was actually the farmhouse when um, the people who were the parents of the people who own it now uh, were there. They, they um, see, I don't know if they lived in the house or if their hired man lived in the house. They might have been somewhere, but, but it was being used as a house until just, I don't know, maybe I'm going to take a total guess 10 years ago or something. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, Getting back to the Walnut Grove gift shop, they have one of the best collections of American Girl clothes. So if you want anything that are those that size doll, um, which can be American Girl, American Girl knockoff, um, the Laura and Mary and Nellie dolls from Queen's uh, Treasures, any of the, it fits any of those, and they have a very extensive section of that. Uh, Spring Valley's, I think still has more unique things for your, your dolls of that size. But um, if you really want to have a wardrobe, you want to go to Walnut Grove. And um, they also had a lot. Walnut Grove always does good t-shirts and things, but even since we were there, they have been sharing out photos of different T-shirts that weren't there when we were there. Mm -hmm. So um, they do a lot of clothes. If you are um, into clothes, I think Walnut Grove is definitely the gift shop you want to go to. And they need to do another one. I told them a while ago there was another shirt they needed to do a design for. They haven't done it. <laughs> I'm going to tell another site pretty soon. <laughs> um, all right, so the gift shop. Uh, they also have candles and stuff and DVDs, and it's important to bring a list of what you actually own so you don't buy something a second time by mistake like somebody did. <laughs> that would be me. Um, and that, I think, uh, brings us back around to what should have been the previous one, which was food. Now, uh, we were sorry to hear that the restaurant formerly known as Nellie's is now going to be known as Dorothy's, and we didn't actually get to eat there. Were you looking forward to trying Nellie's? Well, I didn't know about it until, you know, it was no longer Nellie's, so... I was I can't say I was really looking forward to though, you know, diners in small towns are always um, fun to try out. So in, in that respect, I was looking forward to it. And we were planning to go to Dorothy's, but then um, they actually weren't open that Saturday that we were there, um, which was a bummer. Um, so we ended up e uh, eating lunch at the American Legion, um, which I think normally has, uh, you know, lunch with the festival going on. Uh, and um, was very convenient, and um, it was bratwurst and maybe, like, cheeseburgers or something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, inexpensive, good food, um, in and out really fast. Um, so that worked out really well. And that was the first time I'd actually eaten at the American Legion. So it was interesting to see what they had because I knew I, I knew that they were doing that because there was always a sign on the door, but I hadn't ever been there. It was interesting. If you go and eat there, they had a surprisingly nice bathroom. Hmm. It was one of the nicest bathrooms I've seen in Walnut Grove, so highly recommend that. Uh, they were doing the drinks um, at the bar. If, if you are not someone who has been to an American Legion, a big part of it, usually is a a bar like a bar bar and that's where they were selling the drinks through there so um and it was just by the can so it was not uh not exactly doing like fountain and all that but i thought it was was pretty good stuff yeah yeah it worked out and they did have food also at the festival which uh, was you know the little booths over by the master's Door and hall. 
I, I might be hesitating there because I'm so used to saying Master's Hotel, and it is not the Master's Hotel. The Master's Hotel is, was not savable, so they have the store and hall building. Oh, sorry. So, I messed that up earlier, too, probably, when I said that. <laughs> you might have. It's hard. That's why I'm trying to practice saying it, because I have to remember. Cause I, I very easily – in fact, I had a blog post I had to correct – uh, later, because they said, no, that isn't the Master's Hotel building. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, and I was going to mention, you know, that brick building we parked in front of? Uh-huh. They just had shared out pictures. They just knocked it down. Oh. You know, the one that looked yeah. like it was sort of getting ready to fall down? Well, it did. Yeah. So, yeah, the food uh, trucks and uh, vendors by uh, where they had the speakers and um, then some of the uh, vendor booths, it looked really good. I wasn't really like in the mood for that food, but it all looked really good. And um, it seemed like the egg rolls were really popular mm-hmm. egg rolls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That everyone was getting. Um, and um, yeah, that was really nice to see too. Um, we're going to talk about the festival food too. Uh, well, the, the festival food. Or the, the festival the, dinner. The, the, were they pageant called? supper. Pageant supper. Yes, we yeah. will talk about. Okay, good. We can talk about the pageant <laughs> supper too. Um, I did want to say before we move on to the, the family festival food is they do have. Um, let's see, how do you say it? Is it bumbachi, the one with the little Boba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the little tapioca things in it because I like that and I don't get good very often. And they do tend to have um, sort of an Asian slant on some of the food there because of the Hmong uh, community that lives there. A good percentage of Walnut Grove is now Hmong. And um, well, if you're listening to this, you probably already know, but if for some reason it has not come up, uh, you've not come across it before, uh, the Hmong people, H-M-O-N-G, were brought over as part of... um, trying to think of the way to say it, uh, sort of repayment for their help with us during Vietnam, rather than leave them there to be dealt with by the other side. We brought them to the United States and they brought them to the Twin Cities and they did not enjoy life in the Twin Cities and were looking for a place to move to. And one of the head guy's daughters said, well, if we're moving someplace to a small town in Minnesota, we should move to Walnut Grove where Laura Ingalls is. And so they did. (laughs) And slowly more and more of them have been uh, moving there. So they do have that kind of um, emphasis in not just the food store stalls, but also in the grocery store and that kind of thing, which if you don't know that might be a little unexpected in small town Minnesota. All right, which moves us to the pageant supper. What did you think of the pageant supper? I thought the pageant supper was awesome. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I love, uh, yeah, I love those kinds of things where uh, people, you know, make the desserts and you get a choice of like 15 different desserts or slices of pie or whatever. I just love things like that. So it was perfect. Um one thing that I thought that really threw me, um, but was really good, was they had like a hot turkey um, sandwich listed, and I, in my mind, um, thought that was going to be like an open-faced hot turkey sandwich, um, but it was like um, a turkey casserole on a bun, and that maybe seems a little weird, uh, but it was very good. <laughs> it was very tasty. Uh, and I asked my sister-in-law, who lives in Minnesota, about it uh, a few weeks ago, and she said no to her, to her knowledge. That was not a Minnesotan thing. She would have been <laughs> thrown as well, although I know that they really like their hot dishes in Minnesota. So, Yes, a hot dish, if you don't know, in outside Minnesota is called a casserole. <laughs> But yes, it's well, I guess I shouldn't say everywhere outside of Minnesota. Some places outside of Minnesota, it's called a casserole. Um, Yeah, they really have good stuff. They do a lot of stuff on desserts that you maybe 
aren't expecting, but they're different every weekend because this is the event for service clubs. All the service clubs in Walnut Grove get at least one night. And so it isn't that the menu is always the same every night. Uh, it, it varies depending on what the group wants to do, but it is, I really think that part of the experience is doing the pageant supper. Mm-hmm. So I was glad. I agree. And um, I was, I, I was sorry though. One of my tips I like to give people is that the bathroom in the community center is a good bathroom in town and it is, but when I have gone there during the day, it was on the reunion day for the cast, and a lot was in town, and they had already unlocked the door like at noon, and we tried to stop there <laughs> on our way to the American Legion when we were trying to decide where to stop, and the door was still locked. So I don't think that on a regular weekend <laughs> for the pageant that it's open as early as I thought during the day. So I was disappointed to learn that because while I still think the American Legion bathroom rated above their bathroom, it's a good bathroom. And I am repeating this because if you go to the cast event next year, you are going to need to know where bathrooms are that are options. If you do not plan on acting like you're at Disney World trying to get on Peter Pan's ride, it'll be long lines everywhere. So you need to know where they are. Okay. So that gets us down to the actual. Oh, and I didn't say where it was. If you have not yet done the pageant supper yet, it is in the community center. If you are at the Walnut Grove Museum, if you continue to the east, there is the water tower, and then right on the other side of the water tower is a brick building that is the community center. And if you drive in the street, like if you're doing a block around the museum, there is a sign in the middle of the street that says pageant suppers that they put out during when they have pageant suppers. So that it's on that far side of the building. Okay, so that gets us back to the pageant. And before we, uh, I get Kelly's opinion, I just want to kind of um, let you know that the reason why, why I wanted to take a special trip up there to see the pageant, despite the fact I was just there last year, was they have changed how they're going to do it after having fragments of a dream for 45 years which i have always said was the best outdoor play i have ever seen my mother who is so sick of laura ingles wilder she would be happy if she never heard her name again and has been to a lot of plays indoors and out because my father was in the theater and she says it's the best outdoor pageant she's ever seen and she's highly impressed with it so rather than do a 46th year of that they have decided to uh, take the um er, to take it and divide it into three parts and part of that is they're going to be working in more walnut grove history stuff Part of it is I think they're hoping to get people to come back to the pageant more frequently because if you've seen one part of it, they hope you'll say, well, we should come back and see the next one rather than knowing it's going to be the world's best pageant every year, that it's going to be a, a different one. So we, will, we have to see how that works. So we went up to see it. And um, before we talk about the actual play, what did you think of the grounds themselves? Oh, the, the grounds were lovely. I thought they had a really um, nice setup on um, their concessions and their souvenirs. And, um, of course, the kind of natural amphitheater that they have for it uh, is great. Um, I thought uh, it was really nice that they had both the um, – assigned seating as well as some, you know, areas where you can bring in your own um, lawn chairs. And uh, it seemed like there wasn't a, a bad seat in the house. 
It really, it is nice. And I personally like to have the, buy the assigned seats if I'm going to do it. But um, uh, there are people who swear they would much rather be on the side of the hill with a blanket. So good for them if they like it. Do, do try as you want. Even if you buy an assigned tent, if you don't like it, you can go sit up on the hill. Uh, it does cost more to get the assigned seat tickets. And um, they, uh, I guess, I'm trying to think of what else you might need to know. One thing is that the assigned tickets are in three colors. So there's a, an area that is red. There's a color area that's yellow, I think. I can't remember if the last one's green or blue, but so you can figure out where you need to see it sit. There's a short kind of area in the front, very close to the stage, um, and fairly big aisle through, and then it continues on and on up the hill. But I really do like the nice thing. They do have sort of a, a natural bowl shape for the seats and everything, which is really unique there uh, of all the, the places that do plays around and you can also see part of the real Plum Creek now they don't actually use the real Plum Creek when they're saying they're in Plum Creek they use this little piece of cement with water in it but uh, the trees that are behind it are where Plum Creek is it's pretty close all right with that said and bearing in mind that this that I have oversold what Fragments of the Dream was, which I really haven't. It was, it's such a great show. But um, I had told you that a lot before, and this was their first year doing this version of the play, which cut out some of the, um, I would say, wow moments that it had previously had because they're trying to space them out. You can't do everything the same every year. Um, what was your take on it? Were you um, surprised at, uh, for example, how the special effects worked? Were you, um, I am not coming up with another good example, so I am going to turn it over to you, and you can be short if you want to. No, I was just going to say, well, I think you definitely did not oversell the set. The set is so impressive and I don't want to say too much if you haven't been um, because it was there was some like really I mean just magical moments in terms of what they do with the set. Um, I uh, well okay so I, I there's they're splitting it up into the three the trilogy. <laughs> I thought it was um, very George Lucas of them to start with episode two. So they start in the middle of <laughs> the Walnut true. Grove story. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. That's true. It is very Lucas. Yes. But uh, that's fine. We dropped right in and oriented to where we were in time and, um, and went forward from there. And um, acting was great. Um, and, uh, oh, I just wanted to say before they start the show, um, they have um, – singers that come out the pageant singers I thought that was a really nice bonus as well I did not know that was going to happen and um, they were really um, impressive group and uh, I thought the crowd really enjoyed that as well Um, and um, well I haven't seen the other special effects so I can't say on that I thought the ones that they had were really good and um, they're starting to Use, and maybe they did before too, but some nice things in terms of some screen-based things as well. And um, there was a section where they, I thought they really incorporated that, incorporated that to dramatic effect. Um, so I'm hoping that that continues on with the um, the other two segments as well. Um, <clears throat> we were talking a lot about like, oh, like maybe they could add a few more extra special effects and. And maybe they will over time because this was just year one of the new format. So if they, you know, kind of continue on um, with the sequence, um, I'm assuming it'll just get bigger and better over time, just like Fragments of the Dream, I assume, did as well. Yes. I, 
the the thing that makes me feel most about it is there is a lot of the original people left who helped polish Fragments of a Dream. And Bill Richards, who's the director, did a lot of incredible things with that, like how they create the prairie fire and stuff. And I'm sorry you missed building a church because that is such a highlight for me. But you can't build a church every one of three things as you're breaking up. Right. So maybe that'll come in episode one later on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think it'll be in episode one. Uh, my, My only real concern with it is that they've been able to polish Remy of Dreams so long. And when you're having going to have three years, that means they're not going to be doing another production of this for three years. And I think it's going to be hard holding on to the memory of what worked and what didn't work. And I, I could just see it being more of, a harder thing to polish when you aren't doing that yearly thing. Yeah, that's what I I talked with. My husband um, is doing some assistant tech for high school theater, and we were talking about when he was we were talking. I was talking about the pageant, you know, and he said something like, "Well, I hope they took really good notes, you know, <laughs> because it is hard to remember, um, especially three years. Yeah, every other is hard enough, but every three years, yes, you're gonna want to." Uh, make sure you have that um, not committed just to memory, but, you know, to video and your, your thoughts and writing as well. Okay. Now, another thing we did, and um, Kelly is actually kind of familiar with the area, even if she hadn't done Walnut Grove before, because she's got some family who live up that away. What did you think of staying in Marshall to go to Walnut Grove? Because we stayed the night in Marshall, Minnesota, and then came back the next morning. I thought that was um, good. And, you know, Marshall's a little bigger, so you have options um, for restaurants and things. We we didn't really do anything special, but, I mean, you could. Um, so in that way, like, if you wanted to have like a big Sunday breakfast or brunch the next morning, um, you, you would have places you could go. And um, it wasn't too bad a drive, although, again, I'll just emphasize the play goes really, um, the pageant goes really late um, into the evening. Um, and in fact, I would, I would like to go back next year, but I would like to go back with my family um, and Sarah, but bring my family. <laughs> And, but I'm just thinking, like, can my little one make it to, like, 11 o'clock at night? He maybe can, but he's not in the best of moods when he when he goes that long. So, anyway, um, I'm saying this because, uh, thankfully, Sarah was driving to Marshall because I was, like, nodding off in the car. Um, it was just a really, really long day. Um, and uh, But I think, you know, most people are going to need to drive about that distance in one direction or the other for a hotel. You're staying with just, you know, the limited local options they have there. Yes. And I think probably most of you who are listening to this know this too, but in case you don't, uh, there is not a motel in Walnut Grove. They really could not support one except for three weekends a year, which does not work out. And there are limitations to what you can do. So, it would be hard, you know, like in Europe, there are places where they can clean out the cattle barns and turn that into a, a hostelry for the summer. And you really can't do that according to Minnesota law. So, uh, which is probably a good thing and a bad thing. As I think I look up in the air and Kelly, and Kelly keeps looking, like, what's she looking at? Um, so it. It is an ongoing issue. I always say no matter when you're going, you need to get that reservation in first thing. And if you possibly can, I still recommend going to the Wilder Inn in Tracy or one of the Airbnbs in um, Walnut Grove itself if the bed and breakfast in Tracy is still going, which it was the last I heard, or the campgrounds out at Lake Laura. I was wondering about that. I picked up a brochure about the campgrounds and it looked like they maybe had um, just some like very, very basic cabins as well if people didn't like have a tent or a camper. Is that? Yes. Um, I'm trying to remember if it was four or six, but they, they have some, some small cabins there. My 
my hesitation with it originally, well, for the last couple trips, I haven't had a lot of, of wiggle time to follow my own advice, but um, it, it, they don't have in-cabin bathrooms, but I'm thinking camping toilet, and because I do not want to go outside when I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, you're not a camper. I'm you? not. I, we, I, as much camping as I have done was in the camper on the pickup truck when oh. I was a kid. Yeah. So I no, I am not a big <laughs> But um, so yeah, I think that would be neat if you don't know that is at a campground that is outside of town. It's a park, and I can't. I think it's a county park, and that is where the Walnut Grove of trees that the town name Walnut Grove comes from. And there's still some of them there. And then they built an artificial lake, and surprisingly enough, called it. Lake Laura. So there is camping out there, which if you are a camper, I think that is a good option. I think people would like that. Though I have not stayed in them myself because I have not, um, the last two times I was in Walnut Grove, they were kind of um, not a lot of lead time trips. So that's why I got ended up staying in Marshall the last two times. Um see. I keep thinking maybe there was something else I wanted to say about Marshall, but I don't remember it. Uh, anyway, uh, then the other thing, uh, so we were just hitting the big things in town because this really, we needed to leave by like noon on Sunday. And I think maybe we got off by noon. It was pretty close otherwise. And to, to get back on Sunday. So while we we had to take our two-day trip to two and a half, I think that worked out all right. Um, but we didn't get to do everything that I would normally say uh, that to do on a Walnut Grove trip if you could, just because, um, well, we didn't have a lot of time. People always say, well, how much time will it take to see Walnut Grove? And it really depends on what you want to do. Uh, I could give you a list of things we didn't do or we just drove by and didn't stop. But um, it's probably, we did the museum, we did the pageant, we drove around town just a little bit. Did we get over by the Congregational Church? Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, just a quick stop to try to yep. get a photo of the bell. Yeah. Yep. But we did not get it ring or get it run. <laughs> It didn't ring. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> that is what we were like on Sunday morning, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It is, that is kind of a, uh, one of the reasons that it matters where you stay is because that um, the play went till 11 o'clock. And for a while, they were trying to get it to, to close earlier. But I think with these brand new scripts, it's going to be 11 o'clock, definitely, for a time. DeSmet actually moved theirs up uh, earlier so their pageant finishes before 11 so mm -hmm. you can uh, take kids home but they don't use special effects as much in DeSmet as they do in Walnut Grove and a lot of the Walnut Grove stuff I think um, does better when it's darker so it's it's an issue all right so then I was going to take you waiting in Plum Creek but instead we ran into Bill again and stood around talking to him and said, were you very disappointed I didn't get you to wade in Plum Creek? Well, it looks like a, a great creek to wade in. Oh, and is. yes, um, it would have been cool and um, I would have enjoyed it, but it was also just fine to, um, I mean, we took a nice long uh, look at the site with, because mm -hmm. we ran into Bill and um and the other author, actually, that was there as well, Cindy Wilson. And so, um, you know, a lot of uh, nice conversation about the site and um, looking at the various aspects of it. Um, so we were there a good long while. We just weren't in the creek itself. And um, but that was OK. And it was um, it's really a lovely site. Um, I, I would not cut that part from the trip if you're thinking about you know, where to maybe save some time, um, make sure that you're going out there and spending at least probably a half an hour. Yes, it really, the, the Gordon Farm, 
the dugout site is private property. It is still a farm, and they just uh, have a what do they call it? Self-guided tour. You put money in the slot and then drive down to where the dugout was, and they've got some signs. They lost a lot of the creek when there was that horrible flood. Um, I didn't look up to see how many years ago it was now, but they had a terrible flood there. It was like something like 15 um, inches of water in, in an hour. Wow. And so they lost a lot of stuff at the pageant grounds because it all had flooded, flooded and they lost that kind of entire parking lot area they had at the creek. It was like gone and they brought in um, dirt and gravel and everything. So I was concerned about waiting, but because last year the water was really high when I was there too. And um, with everything going on, I didn't get a chance to go last year. So I was disappointed we didn't this year, but it looked like they have it back enough. So it would be a nice Creek to wait in. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're starting to get through my list. Was there anything else you wanted to, to talk about having done the experience for the first time or anything you were surprised about in the town of Walnut Grove? Uh, I thought um, it's a really, and maybe this is true and all, because this is also the first of any of the pageants I've been to, you know, that I have gone to. So, uh, but it's a really nice mix of um, local people and um, tourists from uh, someone, some close by, and then some people who, you know, are on their way or coming back from whatever um, far regions they've gone, like a lot of people have gone out to just met and then are on their way back or on their way there um, for their family vacation. And so uh, I thought that was really cool. Just even thinking about like the, the Laura and Nellie, you know, lookalike uh, contest that they have, you know, that there were certainly local girls that were entered and then girls for, that were from many States away. So it was neat to see. Yes, it really, it, it, I, I would say that you could say that about any of the Laura events, that it's really um, a nice, a nice cross section of people. And I would say the majority of them are nice people or at least in good moods to get to be yeah. in the magic Laura place. Yeah. Um, if anybody is considering going to a, a pageant or Laura event, I always do like to give a shout out to Pepin because for reasons I do not understand that not only do more girls dress up as Laura at Pepin for their event, but they also have more boys and more adults who show up in costume for the event. And I'm not talking speakers. I'm talking just normal people who wear their pioneer dress to the Laura event, or they wear their straw hat and vest and, you know, whatever. And they actually are having an, uh, an added event to their Laura days this year that they are having an adult category in their contest uh, for being Little Miss Laura. So I don't think they're actually going to have an adult Little Miss Laura, but they're going to have prizes. So uh, that is always a fun thing to know. And I, I don't know why it's Puffin. You know, looking around, I don't think I would see there was any reason to wear costumes more in Puffin than in Wanna Grove or Dismet or Independence or Mansfield or any, well, maybe Mansfield a little bit because that was later in the list, but not really. I mean, it's, but it is. So if you want an out, wear an outfit. If you're an adult and you want a good excuse to be dressed up and not have people go like, what is, what are they doing? You can go to Pepin Florida. Okay. Um, this was a very quick trip, and it sounded like you were were. Uh, 
going to be happy to come back to Walnut Grove sometime. You've also done independence. What is your thoughts on if you could only do one of them? Oh, I think, um, well, okay, so <laughs> uh, I had not planned to go to independence, um, but it just worked out that way. And, and we were um, we were on our way all, to way all the way to Tulsa that day. And so uh, we had some miles to go. Uh, that said, I do think that there is more to see in Walnut Grove. Um, at least that was my take and it, it, you know, is more of like a, um, you're going to want to spend, um, maybe close to a day there, even if it isn't, uh, pageant time. Um, whereas again, I didn't see much of independence proper. Um, so I, I don't know what all is there, but, um, yeah, there's, there didn't seem to be as much on the grounds, you know, that would that would take you that amount of time. And we're going to Mansfield, what, in September, yeah. next month. That is next month. And so I'll have another site to kind of compare and think about it all. Um, and I've never been to Dismet. So, but it felt to me like, yeah, you would go here and probably um, spend the night in Marshall or Tracy or somewhere as part of your, um, part of your stay. Um, uh, Cause there's, there's that much to see. And I do always like to tell people if you are going for pageants, the um, Walnut Grove and Smet pageants are lined up on the same re same weekends, mostly. They there's there's this weird thing about if the Fourth of July falls wrong, but for the most part they're lined up. And the big difference is Walnut Grove does Friday and Saturday, and DeSmet does Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So if you are planning on uh, having a Sunday pageant, you need to do them in the right order, or you will be in Walnut Grove being very sad on <laughs> Sunday night. So um, I think that is about it, and it actually uh, – that was a little longer, and I thought our episode would go, so that's good. Do you have any final shout-outs, Kelly? Oh, I just want to say thank you to the people in Walnut Grove. Um, everyone was so friendly and um, helpful, and uh, it was a very pleasant weekend. It really was. Thank you for coming along. And as a reminder to everybody, uh, remember to make a comment and share us out on your social media or on wherever you get your podcast. And as a note to me, I have to remember that I'm going to actually do a blurb to do as an outgo, which I have not yet completed, but that's an upcoming thing. And um, beyond that, to remember to brighten the corner where you are. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.